I do, but go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so I'm, I'm, I was going to kind of throw a monkey wrench in it. So, I mean, <laughs> not that I disagree with what y'all saying. Um, I, my, I, my question is, so, so the first question, I'm, I'm all for authenticity. So I'm, I'm all for authenticity. Um, and we actually had a conversation and, and it was, it was during one of our podcasts, I think, or set up for a podcast. We were talking about like, um, women, cause, cause, cause undoubtedly women spend more time, um, prepping for, for opinions than men do. That's something that y'all said earlier today. And so the question is like, what, what is the balance between a woman prepping for validation and a woman prepping because it makes her feel good about herself? That, I guess that'd be the first question. Are you looking for So, so, all right. So when you go in the bathroom, right. And you choose what, makeup to wear or what hairstyle to wear or what perfume to wear or whatever it is um going through your mind because i don't know i'm um, going through your mind is it a mixture of okay i think people are gonna think this when they see me and oh this really makes me feel good or is it all this makes me feel good or is it more if people like the way i look when they see me then it'll make me feel good Okay. I I think I get what you're saying. I would say for me personally, in general, I'm going to go with what makes me feel good on a day-to-day basis because I ultimately don't really fully care what people think. Um, But then I think it's also situational. When I'm going into professional setting, yes, I need to think about what other people think about me and my makeup, what I'm wearing, if it's appropriate for what I'm going into. I do take that into consideration while also thinking what is going to make me feel confident and what do I feel comfortable wearing to this as well? I think that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, bring me to another question, but yeah. Another question? Yeah, you, you got some? Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you ask your next question. So, so, I, I, so, so, so and we, we're rolling down with authenticity, right? And so, because immediately when you said that, I was like, man, that's a slight. And not that you meant, not, not, not that what you said really meant to slight anybody, but I'm thinking, so if I'm your man, Right. And you don't care. Not Don't care is, is, is really not the term. But if when, when you're dressing for me, you're dressing the way you want to dress and not necessarily care about how I care about it. But then when you go to work, you're going to dress considering what the people at work think about the way you dress. Then that sends a mixed signal, wouldn't it? I got an answer. Go ahead, man. All right. Um, so I feel like. I feel like you're kind of likening it to something different than what it is. That's how I feel about it. Because I feel like, I mean, like when you're talking about from the perspective of a relationship, of course, there's always take, you take into consideration the thought of the other person, how the other person feels. And that's just because, yes, I care about this other person. So I will take into consideration how you feel. I feel like it's not a, um, like, I just don't care. Like, I feel like that's different than, validation like what you're talking before i feel like there's a difference between i'm doing this this makes me uncomfortable and i'm doing this because i want people to look at me a certain way versus i'm doing this to be presentable versus i'm doing this because of whatever especially because there's a whole bunch of guidelines about stuff like that um and hearsay outside um what's the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. um but i feel like I feel like it's kind of like the same way, like as a man, like 
what clothes I wear or if I do my hair a certain type of way, like I keep my hair brushed or things like that. I feel like it kind of, like I liken it more to that than into a change of identity. It's more of a stylistic thing. I mean, I, I was just asking the question because I mean, because I'm not pro what I just said. It was mm-hmm. just a thought that came to my mind because I, I have a whole a whole nother line of thinking about um, how to respond to that. But I was just curious because of Aria, what you said about because um, you said when I when I when I dress, I do it for me because I don't care what people say. And then, um, but if I'm going into a work setting, and it's not picking on what you said, but that's just, that, that was my thought. And so it's like um, you do have 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 people who feel that way um, authentically. My thing is though, if I meet your authentic self, Ari, I meet your authentic self, see, I meet your authentic self, and I'm okay with who you are. I'm okay with who you are, and what you have to do to go to work is what you. That's your work self. You know what I'm saying? But I'm mm-hmm. okay with your real self. And so I'm cool with that. That that wasn't an issue. I, it was again. It was just a thought that came to my mind because um, there is a subset of people out there who say, I mean, who may say, who may say, I don't know, because I mean, I'm, I've been out the game for a while, but who may say, look, I'm, you get what you get when it comes to me, except for when they go somewhere else, then they get what they want. I guess I, I can see what you're saying. Interesting. I can kind of see what you're saying. All right, anyway, moving on. I mean, you ain't looking to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I said something. She didn't really Okay, no. Nah. I mean, because I didn't want her to feel like I was, I was actually picking on what she said. I was just piggybacking off what she said because it made me think about it. Because, I mean, honestly, my thing is this. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm all for authenticity. Um, be, be a womanhood or manhood. And so the thing is, like, all right, you say, I'm going to dress for me. This is who I am, right? And mm-hmm. so everybody has a choice. And so... Any uh, a, 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 a person has a choice of whether they want to accept who you are or not. If they choose not to accept who you are, if you change who you are so that they can accept you, that's not lasting because you're not authentic. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm 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 100 behind what you're saying. And I just I just hope that in this day and age, more women, more men are showing their authentic self. So they can get into lasting relationships as opposed to um, trying to bow to what somebody wants them to look like. So, uh, you know, and then eventually they're going to start getting tired of that and then want to change back to who they really are. Because mm-hmm. that's tiring. That has to be tiring. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there has to be a separation between work life and at home <laughs> and, and at home, your personal life for sure. And, I'm going to use this as an example because this is like a career path that I want to pursue. But if I'm going to Capitol Hill to work as a Hill staffer, I'm going to dress completely different than I would if I'm just hanging out with my friends. Like I'm not going to come into the Capitol building with shorts and a t-shirt and a glittery tank top. Like that's not what you do. And if my man can't see the difference between that, that's just a problem with their relationship. But I don't need to be with that person. There, There is a distinction for sure between work life and personal life. But that's and that, that's something I, I think go along with the whole expectation thing as well. Um, is like again, I'm, I'm all about authenticity, and so it, it, if that expectation is out there, like this is my life, this is what I'm going to pursue. When I go here, this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay with that, and you know if you're not okay with me wearing shorts and glitter top at home, and you know wearing a suit to go to work, and I mean you know maybe this is not the relationship I should pursue. And it's not even about relationships; it's about that's what I said. yeah. But still, I mean, because I, I, I want to, I really, I really want to understand um, 
because I can't I can't put myself in a, in a position of a woman. But I want to understand um, what it is that you all want and need, I guess, and then help facilitate that conversation between men. So, like, look, y'all been having it all twisted. This is really what they want and need. And so let's try to figure out how we can be supportive in that. I'll go into the next question. Finally, y'all ready for the next question? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, All right. So the last question that I had was, do you as a woman of color feel protected by men of color? Mm. You could talk personal experience. You could talk generalization like what do you think the world's trending towards whatever you want to speak on that Mm, honestly for me I for me personally I would have to say no based on like the experiences I've had um and especially I'm just gonna say because I'm like a dark-skinned black woman and that comes with a whole different set of different stereotypes and different um like things I've had to go through like from childhood to now and just for me personally I would say no based on those experiences for me I would say yes and no um I've been in relationships to where I did definitely feel protected by my partner um because they took that role in the relationship like I'm going to protect you while also respecting the fact that I can stand up for myself um, and I, then I've been in relationships where that wasn't the case. And I, I was in a really uncomfortable situation one time um, due to racial profiling. And he just did not stand up for me and just kind of back down from the situation, made me feel really uncomfortable. So I, I, I feel like it goes back to the beginning of our conversation of how, mm-hmm. how you're raised and how you see different situations. Um, I also, my, my, my thought went instantly to Meg, Meg the Stallion. Um, and the whole Tori Lane situation and her, him shooting her in the foot and then lying about it and making a song about it. And I remember going on Instagram and seeing Blackman in the comments making fun of her and being like, this is a lie and all this stuff, which is really disgusting to me. And the fact that she has to come out now and speak about protecting Black women when that should just be a given, respecting Black women when that should just be a given, um, is upsetting to me for sure and something so traumatic is getting shot and then you have the world telling me like i don't believe you and being shot at the hands of a black man mm-hmm. um so that's also me leaning towards no in that situation mm-hmm. but i do think there are black mm-hmm. men that do want to protect black women for sure i guess even going like kind of more into where you went with the whole you saw men bashing her calling her a liar um, in the comment sections and all of that, I guess even the the better word would be: Do you feel like black men support black women? Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you feel even back to what you're talking about, like in the workplace and things like that? Do you feel like there's really that support um, going out of their way to stand with you as a woman? Like, do you feel that in your life, or do you feel like that's something that needs to be improved upon by us as men? For me, I definitely feel like it's something that needs to be improved upon. And the reason for me why I said no is because whenever I was growing up, I was definitely, I was bullied when I was growing up. And surprisingly, the people that bullied me the most were Black men. And I definitely, like, come growing up, it really took a lot 
of like self-love and looking within myself to uplift my own self rather than, you know, focusing on other people to do it for me because I had like such a traumatic instance whenever it came to black men and how I did not feel supported. Um, so for me, I feel like there definitely needs to be improvement. And I feel like it definitely starts at a young age and like how you're raised and how you're taught, because if you've never been taught how to support a woman just in general, then, you know, when you grow up, it's how are you going to change? Or if it's not instilled in you in a young age, then, you know, how are you going to teach your own children about it? So for me, I feel like there definitely does need to be improvement. And I didn't, I didn't want to put everyone in a box saying, I don't feel like, you know, anybody um, protects one, um, any black men or men of color protect women in general. I just said it from my personal experience. Mm -hmm. I think for me, in my own circle of friends, I do feel supported by black men, but the things that I see online and my other friends telling me their, my other um, friends who are black women telling me their experiences or the relationships that they've been in, the general sentiment is no. And that's really unfortunate. And um, going off of Sierra, what she said, it's about how you're raised, that's really important. But I also think it's, what's really important to think about is the media that you're consuming. Because we're talking about music still as well, or television. Um, if you're listening to songs that are misogynistic and are talking about violence all the time, which happens to be in a lot of music nowadays, you might not think about it, but you're shouting those lyrics in your car. It's in the back of your mind. And that might be really getting into your spirit, um, regardless if you know it or not. And the content that you're looking up online or the television shows you're watching, I feel like the media has really normalized violence against women, which is mm -hmm. really problematic. And we have to be able to make the distinction of what's right and what's not right and to really check ourselves in those situations. That's um, actually something that we talked about in um, our podcast episode about manhood, that a lot of it comes down to the role models and who, um, like definitely now, like the people that we put up front in the media, the people that are almost exalted, these are the, um, the famous people, these are the celebrities, these are the biggest people, aren't necessarily the people that um, show us the correct way to be and the correct way to handle situations. And it's all about just like you said, what are you consuming? Um, are you being cognizant of the things that you're watching, the things you're listening to? Are you being cognizant of, like, I heard this and now I'm feeling this way and now I feel like treating someone this way. Like, are, are you making sure that you're, are you keeping yourself in check almost about, um, about how I'm treating this other person, how am I treating other people and how are the things I'm doing causing me to feel about this person? Uh, I feel like it then comes down to how are we going to represent ourselves to other people and to the next generation? How are we going to become those positive role models? Um, because I feel like it's a responsibility for us to show. Um, and even from our friends, our family, um, the kids coming up behind us, are we showing what it looks like to be supportive? Are we showing what it looks like to be um, that strong black man, that strong black woman? Uh, how are we going to kind of take on the torch and kind of take it upon ourselves to be those positive role models instead of just handing it off to the media? But 
You look like you had something to say as well. No, I was I was just listening. I mean, I because I, I agree, I agree hundred percent, and I think like that's that's definitely one of the things that we want to undertake with the podcast. Um, which is one of the reasons why we even wanted to do it because the one thing that I'm always about is calling people to accountability. And you can say you don't know, and I don't do better because I don't know, but if we give you the tips and tools um, to know better, then you should start doing better. And if you don't do better, it's just because you don't want to do better. So I, I like that. I like I like what everybody's saying. Um, I do have another um, <laughs> question I want to throw out. I just want to throw out a, um, a ringer. <laughs> I just, I just, oh, I just thought about this. We were talking about reporting. <laughs> no, really. um, so, so I'm, I'm from I'm from the South. Um, I'm from Georgia, born and raised in Georgia. And there there was there's definitely a spect- expectation um, from my from my parents growing up on some things that you do. And I know, like now in the two, the 2020s, the 20 the 2010s, um, for for men who um, some men who have tried to protect womanhood um, and protect womanhood, not women, but womanhood, um, as far as I want to open the door for you or I want to do, you know, pay, pay for our meal or I want to do um, wh- whatever, um, they've been villainized. And so um, I'm just curious as to what, I mean, it, it, do you have a, a thought on that, why that is the case? And um, if it's situational and if there is something that, I guess, someone who, who wants to be a gentleman um, in these, these years, when he does something like that, it won't be conceived as something that he's doing that's um, underhanded. But it's, it's, it's his true identity. It's tr- truly what he's trying to accomplish. Mm. You know, I think the modern feminist movement has definitely complicated things because some people are like, chivalry is dead. Like, I can't even get on the subway or like, and offer my seat up or open the car door without a woman yelling at me. I personally am a woman that loves chivalry. Like, you can open my door for me. If you want to pay for my dinner, go ahead. Like, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> but just know that I can do that for myself. I think the important thing is to know that, yes, I can do this for myself, but doesn't mean that I don't appreciate that action. But there are women out there that are very like, no, I don't want that to happen. I can just do everything myself and are very pro that. So if we're talking about womanhood, that's defined differently for so many different people. Mm-hmm. That definition alone, what is what it doesn't mean to be a woman. So you're going to get different responses probably from every single person that you ask, which probably makes it much more complicated too. Like I don't think there's going to be a finite answer to what you ask. I honestly agree. I feel like if that's how you were raised and you were raised very chivalrous, like I know for me, how my dad and how my grandpa have taught me like how a man should treat me is how I feel like a man should treat me because it's just how I've been raised. And, you know, some people may have not had that like luxury of, you know, having a father or having someone in their life to show them this is how you need to be treated or, you know, these are some standards that I feel like you should always, you know, uphold no matter what. So I feel like for women in general, it does depend on the women because I know now in society, you know, especially with feminism, some people really, you know, feel like they don't need a man for need a man for anything and that they can do everything themselves, like she said. But I feel like as long as you're coming from a, you know, respectful place and if somebody doesn't want it, then that's fine. But I don't feel like you should stop doing it just because like one or a few people don't, you know, necessarily like those actions. I think you should still do it either way. 
Point taken. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, I mean, I don't know what that is. I'm gonna say. You guys gonna say? I thought you were gonna say something. No, no. Um, I I just wanted to touch on, um, just a snippet of what you said when you talked about like how your father and your grandfather, um, what they they showed you, um, how a real man should act and how a real men should treat you and with chivalry and all of that. And mm-hmm. I definitely think that's important as well. Um, as a parent, since we're talking about womanhood specifically, even uh, all the fathers out there. With um uh, with daughters, it's your responsibility to show them what um how a man should treat a woman. Um, yeah. Even going back to that beginning, you're setting those expectations. Um, so the way that you treat your daughter, she's gonna. So if you're not building that proper expectation, if you're not going out of the way, if you're not showing her, um, how how a man should support a woman then how is she going to know to look for that? How is she going to know to to um, find that man that respects her in, in that same way without some bumps and bruises along the way? At the end of the day, you're, you're trying to help them to not have to go through um, all as much of that hurt and all of that. You're setting that expectation. And that even goes the other way for mothers with sons. You're showing them how a woman should treat them. So just as parents, we should be setting expectations. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's always role models. It is always role models. And, I, and you know, and, and because one of the things that hurts me really, truly hurts me, <laughs> is when a woman or young woman has to or feel like she has to accept anything because she can't find anybody that's the ideal mate for her. That really does bother me. And that's, I, that's more so than anything why I do what I do. Because, I mean, like, I got a son. And so I don't want I want my son to be able to find somebody that's wholesome and right. And so I don't want I don't want all the women out there. And I'm not saying all the women are. But I mean, you know, so so many guys don't show their true authentic self. They show their made up self or their group self. Um, and then you have so many women, young women out there who feel like they have to lower their expectations or lower who they are in order to get a good mate. And so that's something I would really, really like to eradicate. And so I, I really appreciate what you all are telling us because it actually gives me more stuff that I can use when I'm talking to young men to say, hey, there's some people out here that feel this way. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I feel like it really does start, especially I know, Mr. Clance, because you're a mentor. So I know that, you know, people look up to you so for you letting them know, like they may not have that person in their life and for you to, you know, give them some tips on how to treat women. I feel like that's going to be a great thing for this next generation and generations that come to, to learn how to treat women. Thank you. <laughs> Any, um, are you last thoughts from anybody? Last thought. No, I, I agree. I think Final it's thoughts. important to, find positive role models in your life and to because there are plenty of them out there like people are like well i i can't find any like positive music or yada 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 now if you look for it it definitely is there and i i personally look to women like michelle obama um elaine walt roth and there's plenty of black women out there who are very inspirational and who are leaders in their community and i'm sure there are plenty of great role models for black men as well so it's out there and you're, you yourself can also be a role model. I think people often forget that. How are you living your own life? How are you 
um, feeding your own soul, how are you taking care of yourself, how are you taking care of your mental and physical health. Be a role model for the people in your life, for the people looking up to you in your community. I think that is a message that we can take away as well. <laughs> well, when it comes to music, I got Aria Austin on my playlist. So, I mean, that's good, good positive music. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, follow my YouTube channel, everyone. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know what I do, and this is this is I'm Ari. I'm just gonna. I'm, it's gonna. This is gonna be a. To this man. is gonna be an Aria brag, man. I'm kind of messed up. This is gonna be an Aria brag. So, so Aria, you're doing a lot of positive things with young women, right? Yes. Um, was it Miss Miss Miss? Was it Miss? Let her tell it. Yeah, you. Do tell I have to tell? Oh my gosh, I want to brag about myself. Well, yeah, I. I decided to compete in the Miss America organization because of their new message talking about Miss America 2.0. So earlier this year in January, I competed for a local title in the Miss Virginia organization and I ended up winning. So I miss Greater Richmond, uh, which is really cool representing Virginia State Capitol. And the, my reign got extended. So I'm actually going to hold this title for two years now. And in these two years, I'm able to talk about my social impact initiative, which is called Pretty Is As Pretty Does, or hashtag PIAPD. And it focuses on inner beauty and how we can live our lives in a truly beautiful way. Because growing up, I also was bullied and I felt really insecure being a black girl in a predominantly white space. I grew up most of my life trying to straighten my hair and fit in. And I realized that's not what I should be. I should be confident in who I am. And I decided that I wanted to be a role model for young black girls or for any young girl that didn't have that self-confidence and to let them know that, yes, you can say that you love yourself, be confident in who you are. I can compete on a pageant stage with twist in my hair, with my natural hair and win. And that's what I did. And I want other girls, because I didn't see that growing up. I didn't see myself in Miss America. And I want to be a Miss America that young girls can now see themselves and, and to also just put a positive message out there about self-love, acts of kindness, taking care of yourself, making sure you're not bullying people online. That definitely is what encompasses the message of Pretty As This Pretty Does because it is an old saying. It's a saying that my mother taught me and it's about what's on the inside. And I think that's what's the most important thing. Outstanding. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So I think this is a great episode. Um, I appreciate you all for stopping by. Yeah, thank you guys so much. To up our, our value because sometimes we bring it way down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are great. I love hearing, I love listening to the podcast. Speak for yourself, man. Oh, speak for myself, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so. All right, Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. I'm just trying to stop recording right quick.